Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Singapore is a small and open economy, with its economic growth highly dependent on international trade, with the momentum of global trade growth being buffeted by increased economic uncertainties and rising trade tensions, does Singapore's position in the global value chains, or GVCs, stand it in good stead to navigate choppy waters ahead? In this podcast, Associate Professor of Economics and Lee Kong Chien Fellow Chang Pao Li from the SMU School of Economics discusses the key findings of her research jointly conducted with Fong T.B. Nguyen, postdoctoral research fellow from the SMU Lee Kong Chien School of Business. They evaluate how intensively the Singapore economy has participated in the GVCs and characterize Singapore's key upstream and downstream trade partners in the international production network. They also analyze the position of Singapore in the GVC and how its position has shifted over the years. The pattern of Singapore's position is compared with those of major regional exporters, including China, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, the US, and the world as a whole. Professor Chang, can you explain briefly what a GVC is? Global value chains, or GVC, refers to the phenomenon where the different stages of the production process are located across different countries. In the last three decades, production processes have become increasingly fragmented in stages and yet integrated across countries. This in large part is due to improved communication technology and reduced trade cost. As an implication, intermediate inputs nowadays may travel across multiple countries in various production stages before reaching their final destination of consumption. How does having a high level of GVC trade benefit an economy, especially one like Singapore's? A higher level of GVC trade implies that a country sources more foreign contents for its production of gross exports, or that its domestic contents are more often further processed and re-exported by its direct bilateral importers. Thus, trade takes place less frequently in the form of finished products, but in intermediate products and services. This can be regarded as a redefinition of countries' comparative advantages from the final goods perspective to that of the more disaggregated production tasks and intermediate components. For countries such as Singapore, which is limited in natural resources and size, a high level of GVC allows it to focus on selective niches of production process or task that it has the strongest comparative advantage in, and also benefits from economies of scale by concentrating on what it does best. Our calculations based on the OECD WTO TFAR tables suggest that foreign contents typically accounted for more than 40% of Singapore exports. This can be regarded as Singapore's reliance on backward linkages in the GVC, 
including Singapore's domestic contents further processed and re-exported by direct bilateral importers, adds about another 15%, which can be regarded as Singapore's reliance on forward linkages in the GVC. In total, GVC trade typically accounted for 50 to 60% of Singapore's gross exports. Why is Singapore located at the lower end of the GVC? What implications does this have for the economy? Given the proportion of backward and forward linkages in the country's GVC trade, we may regard the ratio of foreign contents in the country's GVC trade as its relative downstreamness in the GVC. In other words, a country is considered relative downstream if its GVC-related gross exports consists relatively more of backward linkages than forward linkages. Our analysis for a large set of exporters suggests that in 1995, Singapore was located relative downstream in the global value chains, similar to China, where Japan was located relatively upstream, similar to the US. Between 1995 and 2015, Singapore's downstreamness index decreased, but the country remained relatively downstream in the GVC. This, to some extent, reflects Singapore's limited land area and natural resources. To produce goods for exports, it necessarily needs to import a high fraction of foreign inputs, raw materials, and components. This high dependence on foreign contents in manufacturing also spills over to the service sectors through domestic input-output linkages. For example, the same service sectors, such as R&D and other business activities, are substantially more downstream in Singapore compared to the world average. What can Singapore do to move further upstream in the GVC? Conceptually, there's no definitive winning positions in the GVC, although it might first appear to be preferable to be located upstream. As our study found, countries located upstream can be those simply endowed with abundant natural resources and primary commodities, such as Brunei and Brazil, or quite the contrary, those with leading technology capacities, such as Japan and the US, that tend to provide the upstream services in product design, R&D, and key intermediate inputs. At the same time, countries located downstream are also heterogeneous, with some specializing in low-skilled assembly activities, such as Malaysia, Mexico, and Vietnam, and others focus on high-skilled manufacturing and service activities, possibly Singapore, Taiwan, and Canada. Singapore has had a strong comparative advantage in the sectors of wholesale retail service, finance, insurance, transportation, storage, and other business services. Most of these services are provided at the end of product value chains, hence partly explaining Singapore's downstream position. Its comparative advantage as an air freight and sea container transshipment hub and its well-established logistic infrastructure are likely to keep its future economy as an important player at the end segment of the GVC. As suggested by many initiatives, 
The Singapore government has deemed it desirable to move up the value chains and engage in high-value manufacturing and service activities. For example, the government has been proactive in attracting leading technology companies to locate their operations in Singapore. And with the hope of engaging in high-value activities that accompany manufacturing. From R&D and data analytics to intellectual property rights protection and logistics management. Alternative proposals have envisages factory-less manufacturing models where firms perform pre-production activities such as conceptualization, R&D, product design, and engineering, or development of specifications in Singapore, but also the actual production of the goods to another country. As the economy matures, Singapore is likely to gradually move towards both pre-production and post-production value-added activities, which may or may not translate into a definitive upward move of its positions in the GVC on aggregate. At the disaggregate industry level, our study did observe significant upstream movement of some Singapore sectors, for example, in the computer, electronic, and optical equipment sectors, computer-related services, as well as the sectors of motor vehicles and rubber and plastic products during the period 1995 to 2015. How would your research benefit businesses and policymakers in Singapore? The ongoing U.S.-China tariff war since 2018 has raised concerns of its impacts on the world trading system. Its potential ramifications include destabilizing the global production network and triggering a reconfiguration of the value chains. Based on the GVC network in 2015, contents originating from NAFTA received by Singapore were quite diversely intermediated by several countries and not heavily concentrated on China. Thus, Singapore's backward linkages are likely less disrupted by the Chinese tariff against the U.S. On the other hand, in 2015, about 20% of Singapore domestic contents destined for NAFTA were intermediated by China. Thus, a non-negligible share of Singapore contents are likely hit by the U.S. tariffs against China. Nonetheless, this is still much less than the potential impact on the four linkages of Japan, Korea, and Taiwan, for whom China is a key downstream intermediary of their domestic contents destined for the NAFTA market. The U.S. was also an important downstream partner of China for Chinese contents destined for NAFTA. Thus, Singapore's forward linkages are likely to face more challenges from the trade war than its backward linkages. Meanwhile, the fallout from its neighboring Asian exporters through the GVC connections is likely to cause significant threats. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.